Hello. 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 Hi. We have started. We have indeed started. Uh, welcome back, folks, to Series 6, Episode 8 of Your Time Starts Now, a Taskmaster podcast. Uh, he's Joe. And he's Emerson. And so what's new in your life, Joe? Um, nothing personally. However, we are recording this on the 8th of November, 2022, which is the midterm election day in the United States. So ah. this is not going to apply to anyone. But if you're listening to this in the future and it is getting to be towards November, go out and vote or make sure you know when to vote. Or if it's earlier in the year, sometime around like May or June, look up and see when your primaries are. And if you need to go vote in those. Democracy. You can only complain about it if you participate. <laughs> uh, we haven't had a... We've had three... It's, all, it's always good to look up when your local elections are. Mm. My country has... I mean, we have... There's general elections all over the place, but we've not had a general election in this country for ages. And we've had three prime ministers... Well, I mean, theoretically, if well, you were a registered well, four, member... Well, four the, people have been voted in as prime minister in such a short span of time. I think if you were, like, a registered member of the Tory party, you could vote in... Uh, well, you could have voted Liz Truss. You could have voted Rishi Sunak, either one of them. Liz Truss will go on record as Britain's shortest-serving prime minister ever. Yes. I actually... I do want to point out, before we talk about anything else, that... Mm -hmm. uh, that it actually, we managed to have a very un, a very interesting piece of like a historical artifact with this podcast because um we did episode one in the like three day period when Liz Truss was prime minister and Queen Elizabeth II was sovereign of the United Kingdom. Oh, I and, didn't notice that. Like because we talked about Liz Truss meeting the Queen, or we talked about Liz Truss taking office because it happened like the day before. And then the next day or day after, before I'd even gotten a chance to upload the video for it onto YouTube, uh, the queen died. I actually had to go put a disclaimer about that in front of the video to say, like, hi, we recorded this in the, like, 72 hours that that both of that there was a woman in charge of the of the government, in both the monarchy and the legislature. I don't think it was even 72 hours. I think it might have been 48 or something. I, it was something in between like two and three days, but I just, I thought it was, vi I, it's very interesting. We've got like a little historical artifact because we barely even mentioned that Rishi Sunak is now prime minister of the UK. Oh and yeah. We, Rishi, Rishi Sunak is both the first non-white British prime minister and he's yes. also the youngest prime minister to assume the position at the time. Yeah. Is he the youngest? I mean, he, he's the youngest to assume the position at the time he assumed, assumed, assumed the role of prime minister. Okay. Like, how, like how JFK was the youngest when he was yeah. appointed American president. I'm um, also, also, just because we mentioned JFK, let's hope that Rishi Sunak's head does not explode hmm. like uh, JFK's did. Only one British prime minister has ever been uh, assassinated. Which one? Uh, Spencer Percival. I'm not sure exactly when he was in office. Um, uh, he was in office from 1762 to 1812. 
Okay, so that is ye old breaking news on ye oldie CNN. Yeah. The prime it's, it's minister like good, has been a, hath been assassinated. Uh, it's, it's just like a good pub quiz question kind of thing. Like, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, another thing that happened is uh, Alex Horn got his own TV show. Yes, he did. Uh, and I watched it. Uh, the I, Horn I section. Didn't. Okay, so uh, I will be very quickly giving my thoughts on the Horn Section TV show. It's a six-episode comedy series that went straight to uh, all four. It was not shown like at a slot. It, it didn't have a slot like and straight slot. to a pirated YouTube. I did actually see like the video pop up, but oh. I on YouTube. But I um, am busy. Because oh. I, I have a full-time job, and so I didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, so basically about... Um, my my honest thoughts on the Horn section are it is... It's a good show, but I wouldn't be rushing to watch it again in a heartbeat. What, what is the concept of the Horn section? So it's a sitcom uh, that's a show within a show, and the show is about Alex. This is quite complicated. It's a show about Alex wanting to sort of not be in greg davis's shadow if you see what i mean oh so the character of little alex horn as opposed to it it is alex Al horn, the producer of taskmaster yes that's right it, it's it is alex horn in his taskmaster character so it's within like the kayfabe of taskmaster I yeah it, te it take the show take it technically and i'll come back to that technically takes place in the TMCU. Yes. Um, so there are a couple of... So it stars Alex Horn, obviously. Uh, it stars Desiree Birch, not as Desiree Birch, but as a woman called Thora, uh, and John Oliver, believe it or not. Oh, is John Oliver... How did they get John Oliver in it? Uh, he makes... Basically, Alex has, like, uh, video chats with John uh, every episode. And he, John is like the virtual assistant for the show. He, John Oliver appears in every single episode. Okay. Um, so yeah, he he has a part. Obviously, the horn section are in it as well. Um, Which Greg the horn Davies, section are Alex's band. For yeah. anyone who doesn't know, yeah, Greg Davies does appear in the show, but only in one, only in the very first episode, where he's sort of like uh, he he's in character as the taskmaster there as well. He like he he. Does the thing where he's like, I think I might take the horn section and we might go on tour together, that sort of thing. Like he's he's subtly yeah. like he's doing like uh, authoritative manipulation techniques to try and take uh, everything Alex, Alex likes. And also, Tim Key it appears in the final episode as like a therapist who tries to because in the penultimate episode, the horn section uh, break up with Alex because. Uh, they don't like the way that he's running the show. The show within the show is a talk show, by the way. Um, the show within a show is a talk show? Okay, so the plot is Alex wants his own show. That is oh, the plot of the sitcom. Okay. That's the plot of the sitcom. And the show that Alex wants within the Horn Section TV show is a talk show, which Alex hosts, and he has different guests on every week. Oh, Okay. All right. Um, I was. I also mentioned that um, Desiree Birch and Tim Key are both in. Desiree Birch has a major role in every episode. Uh, her character Thora, that is. Uh, and um, Alex makes a statement that he 
I mean, it's a very obvious, it's a, it's a fourth wall sort of joke. Like, it's an indirect fourth wall joke. Um, he says that in preparation for the talk show that will happen within the sitcom, he says he doesn't want it to be filled with only people from Taskmaster. And the camera holds on Desiree Birch's face for a couple of seconds before she says anything. Nah. Yeah. And then, of course, Tim Key shows up as well. And then um, in the final episode. And one of the band members says, um, you know you look like Tim Key. And Tim Key's character says, I don't know who that is. <laughs> they should have had Fred show up somewhere in like the background. Because wasn't Fred Free- in the horn section? He while. might have been, but of course he's gone back to Sweden. Oh, no, I mean like a picture of Fred. I mean, something. there must have been. Uh, Alex Horn's wife makes uh, appearances in voice only as well. Oh. Like, she's credited as Rachel Horn. Okay. And, but she appears in voice only. And there's this one scene where she appears... Well, she, I, you, I'm, you can't see, but I'm doing inverted quotation marks. She appears, uh, but only like a... It's like a through the legs. How do I describe it? Basically, there's a woman who's very obviously not Rachel, uh, and the camera's positioned and it's looking up. Uh, the ca- it's a camera that's focused on Greg and Alex, uh, and it's looking through Rachel's inverted quotation marks legs as she's on the ground, like it's a stunt double. Obviously, interesting. Yeah, uh, and Alex. It, the, the whole thing is filmed in. I don't know if it's. I don't think it's really Alex's house, but it's meant to be Alex's house within the show. Okay. And he's got this really nice turret. Like it's a. It's like a fat round, a fat round house sort of thing. Hmm. Interesting. Um, one thing I did like about the show is the fact that um, Alex. It, it's unclear whether the horn section lives with Alex, or. They they just come around every day because I, it feels like I, I like to imagine that Alex sort of just keeps them at the ve- at the very bottom of his house <laughs> as like um, I don't want to say slaves but sort of just like you exist down here kind of thing. There was a one funny scene where he's like trying to warm the band up and he says every time you get the tempo right you get a sweetie. Oh my god. Um, I'm gonna be honest though, the show's not really anything special. Like. Alex wants to stand on his own, but he—he he sort of he is Taskmaster has boxed him into like this really submissive character. Like he's like literally every, with the exception of maybe like the that, that there's this character. I'm not sure he's. For God's sake, this is the worst review ever. There's a character called Nelly, who is I think he's at the very least acting as a stagehand on Taskmaster. And there's a bit at the beginning of the first episode where. Greg introduces Alex to the audience on the, on the Taskmaster set. And Alex is talking to this character called Nelly. Uh, Nelly is also the showrunner on the, the Horn Section's TV show within a show. Okay. I, I'm doing an awful job at explaining this, aren't I? A little bit. <laughs> I mean, I'll put it like this. If you've got a couple of hours to spare and you're not watching anything... You might as well, and you like Taskmaster. You might as well watch the Horton section, um, but I'd say it's it's good, but it's not very rewatchable. I'd say, and I know if I had to give it like a rating out of five stars, 
I'd give it maybe a very, very, very generous four, maybe three and three point five. Okay. But yeah, that's um, that's my thoughts on the TV show. Oh, one, one, one more running gag. This is this is one bit of the show. Like, there's a running gag in, I think every episode. The one of the horn section members is called Will, uh, but Will is short for a different. Uh, name every episode so it's like wilbur uh, william uh some of them uh one of them is willery as in hillary yeah uh and he's credited as that nickname in the credits but it's just will he's like will i forgot what his surname is but the the name the nickname they use for that episode is used in the credits okay anyway like i said if you've got nothing on for an evening and you're looking for something to watch and you like Taskmaster, you might as well watch the horn section. It's only about two and a half hours if you watch it in one go. Um, All right. But with that said, let's get back to the much better, much more interesting show, Taskmaster. Yes, this is season six, episode eight. What kind of pictures? Or actually, in the correct way, what kind of pictures? Uh, it aired in the sixth, in the. 20th of June 2018 and I would already and I would like to note a discrepancy in this episode because tell. I watched this on YouTube as I watch all of the Taskmaster episodes because I live in America and on YouTube the episode is titled in the YouTube title what kind of photos question mark but it displays on the screen what kind of pictures which is the episode's correct title. I'm going to send you a screenshot I took in uh, in Discord, because it's That's, very... Oh, voice crack. That's it, interesting. Um, I think that somebody... I want to see what I'm paying screwed, I think that somebody must have screwed up, because I actually... I'd seen this... Because I there's a playlist on the Taskmaster YouTube channel that's that's like, you know, the episodes for each season yeah. and I'd seen what kind of photos for like the last four weeks as I scrolled through it. So I just sort of assumed that's what it was called and it's not. I mean, I think it's just the sort of thing where it's Oh like, no, it's, de- it's definitely just someone screwing up it's a, a word. And also it's a very fixable error as well that I'm it surprised is. hasn't been fixed. It is. Maybe nobody's noticed. I mean, maybe, you know, we have I mean, thought in the past that someone on Taskmaster's crew uh listens to this podcast and if you are hi because there's once this episode goes out on thursday because we usually record two days in advance we're recording this on tuesday the 8th of november so this episode should be coming out on thursday the 10th of november if Um, this changes after the 10th of november then someone on taskmaster is listening to us yeah and i mean we wasn't there the whole thing where we had the whole ball gags Thing. No, yeah, and, yeah, then the, the, and then they uploaded a compilation of the best ball themed tasks. Yeah, the the ball gags episode came out, and then there was a compilation of like the bet best ball themed task, and then there was some other thing that was like again we did the episode, and a couple of days later, uh, like a very similar compilation came out. So hmm. I can't remember I, it's, what that was. It's though. not either we're unknowingly psychic or they're listening to us it's one or the other anyway shall we talk the prize task 
Uh, yes, uh, we we shall. Um, just before I did that, it last time. There's a minor. Yes, so I will do it this time. There is a minor bit of banter with um, Alex and Greg. Uh, apparently, Alex has done a brass rubbing. A brass rubbing face. of Greg's face, and then we get into the most interesting footwear. That is this this prize task. I like this one. This one's a really good one. I'm also a kind of, I am a sneaker guy, so I like this task a lot. Uh, so we, um, that's the whole task brief, is bring in the most interesting footwear. Uh, we start off with um, Asim, who did really well. Asim, as part of whatever the hell it is he does. Um, Somehow my Post Malone. Knows Post Malone enough to be invited over to his house. And also get into Post Malone's shoe collection, which is very vast. Everything I've heard about Post Malone, uh, Post Malone's a rapper for anyone who's not, not. Yeah, he's, he's the one that. with a, I was going to say he's the one with a lot of face tattoos, but that could also apply to rappers like Lil Wayne. Post Malone looks like the stereotypical idea of a line cook at a greasy spoon restaurant. <laughs> and, but he apparently Ooh. is a super nice guy is really just a nice dude who makes music that I don't happen to care for, so I'm not going to be mean about him or anything. I mean, I wouldn't, he's but, not the worst rapper I've ever heard at all. I, I just don't I happen to like that particular genre of rap. But uh, anyways, Asim went, met Post Malone, was got into Post Malone's shoe collection, and Post gave him... A, I'm not sure whether or not he got both pair... But he was—he got a cowboy boot and a and a trainer shoe or a sneaker from Post Malone's collection that had apparently never been worn. Um, I don't know about the cowboy boot, but judging from the picture of the shoe, because Asim has a video of him wearing the shoe, because he's wearing like one a boot on one foot and the shoe on the other. It looks like it's a Nike Air Max ninety seven. I'm not there's at least some. Sure. The prize, t- Greg commented this as well uh, every single one of Asim's prize tasks up to this point has included some form of digital media of him demonstrating <laughs> it or at least, at least sometimes it'll be a picture of him or it'll be a photo or video of him like in this case it was demonstrating it but uh i i happen to uh i happen to like this one i really do like the uh the um just the whole the sneaker guy aesthetic i like the sneakers to begin with it's uh it's really neat and so i am on board with that uh and, what about um, alice okay so you need to sort of tell me so uh, this one drew an audible groan from the from the crowd and nobody seemed to like it alice has brought in a veruca sock now i had to look this up the sock, uh, so verrucas are what British people call warts. Well, they're specific, foot. yeah, they're specifically on the foot. Um, if I, you've seen the, if you remember the 2005 Charlie in the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp. Veruca wh- Salt is named that way because she's an unpleasant child and is a, also, and Veruca is a wart. I was going to say, but in particular, that version that I recall, it might have been in the film with Gene Wilder and the original book, but... Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka does say when she introduces herself to him, I thought that a Veruca was a type of wart you get on your foot. Anyway, um, 
the Veruca sock is um, basically if you had a Veruca, you weren't usually allowed in a swimming pool because they're extremely unhygienic and what have you. Really? Well, I think that's the reason. I've never well, had to experience it it's before. It's just a wart. They, it's not. It's not really contagious or anything. It's just your skin bunching up. Well, anyway, though, I think the, the oh, no, actually, no. It's was... a it's a kind of fungus. It might be contagious. But regardless of that, the point of the Veruca sock is so that the Veruca itself does not meet the water, so that any nothing can spread in it. Oh, I thought it was a sock that prevented you from getting them. I mean, it could be both, feasibly. I, I mean, what's really interesting is they don't look like bad socks. I'm not, like, certain about... I mean, they're, they're like... They see, I've, never had to, I've never had to wear them, but they look like they're made of the, the same type of material as, like, a swimming cap. Hmm. That seems unpleasant. I'll tell you what. They'd be very tight on your feet. My, I mean, they have to be. My, par- my dad is a doctor. I live in a house where there is more than the statistical number of medicines and medical devices and everything. I've had warts on my hand. I've never had them on my feet, but I've had them on my hand. Uh, never once in my life have I even heard about any sort of thing like that. I've never heard of anyone giving a shit about that. This is a little bit interesting well, to me. I think, remember Alice said that they'd gone out of style in like the set, or Alice the or The 80s. Yeah, the 80s. Which I'm going to say as well, I really did think that like a Veruca sock was being spoken of in the same disdainful tone that someone mentions Ugg Boots. Like I thought Veruca was a brand name. No, it's not. I'd, I, you could have fooled me. But um, anyways, what do you think of Ugboots? I think that they okay. I don't have a strong opinion either way. I just know that it's it. They became like the byword for a very specific type of owner, which was like the basic white girl that like everybody sort of despises because everybody despises everything that makes it to the mainstream eventually. I'm I'm but, I'm looking on the Ugg. Because I've always associated but, with Ugboots with Australia. But and they were well, they founded are, by a, they are from Australia, but in the United States it They Ugg were founded Boots by an Australian who was in the States. So I Ugg, I don't Ugg know Bo- how this this works. They advertise themselves as being from Australia, but Ugboots sort of became the the boot du jour of like the basic white girl who drank what you know. Pumpkin whatever spice latte, latte which pumpkin is spice all... lattes, listen to Justin Bieber, very like mid 2010s, you know, it's popular, but also well, everybody who's not one of those uh-huh. likes to make fun of them. I have no real opinion on them. You will. And you I want. don't, I don't either. I, my only thought on Ugg boots is that they always seem like they'd be a bitch to clean because they're fuzzy <laughs> on the outside. So if you step in a mud puddle, I can only assume you're fucked. Oh, that reminds me. Um, I went paintballing uh, for a friend's birthday party. I, was, I, was, I must have been like 12 or something, which I think is quite young to go paintballing. Uh, and one of the, I think it was the friend of my, the sister who was having the, I think they were twins, so they were having a joint birthday party. So, But I knew the uh, boy from the twins. The girl, one of the girl's friends had brought up boots. Hmm. To a paint, a muddy paintball. That field. seems like a poor decision. Yeah. 
Um, they didn't give but, us helmets, and I got shot in the head. Oof. Yeah, uh, I, I I had to sit out for the rest of the thing. Uh, speaking, but of, I voluntarily did. They didn't yeah. force me. Speaking of colors, what else? Alice says that they're the same Pantone shade as her skin. These Veruca socks, which, considering they're white, I think is supposed to be a joke. Um, uh, Tim, uh, I I do want to point out, Tim's wearing a very nice stripy tie. I have been looking and looking. No one has yet gotten our Hawaiian shirt count. We made the while. We've not made the. Well, no one's no one's done it this season. Imagine if Milton Jones. Milton Jones, Jones is like my and spirit we were... animal on <laughs> fr- on British comedy. He, I I love every aspect of him. If Milton Jones was on Taskmaster, he would literally wear a different Hawaiian. Sh- he he, no. he would wear a different Hawaiian shirt for every task. I would too. I identify as with Milton Jones. It's great, but um, going back to what we have here, Tim Vine uh brought a. Okay, so it's described as a big toe bobble hat. It's basically a little knit beanie cap for just your big toe. Yeah. And I think it's really neat. It's nothing else really to say about that. Um, it's a silly little thing. It's. I think it's also it the sort of thing... I think it, you could also put it on sort of like a boiled egg, because egg cozies are a, bit, are a thing. Yeah, and among many other things you could put it on. Uh, Lisa, going on to uh, Lisa... She brought in. Um, these are I, horrific. These are. Horrific. I almost want to say that these don't count because dogs have paws. But she brought in little silicon dog boots that you put on your dog's paws, and because animals don't know how to deal with wearing shoes, it always makes them walk really funny. What What makes something a foot? Uh, nomenclature terminology. I'm sure there's an actual definition, but I don't care enough to look it up. But um. <laughs> oh god, I am gonna look it up. Uh, if you, if the you lower extremity it... of the leg below the ankle on which a person stands or walks. Type in something like our pause phase. Uh no, that seems like it's going to get me a different. Aha, or is uh-huh. a four-legged an anim- animal's foot? Paw, an animal's foot having claws and pads. So it might be. It might be a. Uh, it actually might be a uh, the correct terminology. And in any event, I mean, we, we're talking about claws and stuff. Claws are to a dog what toenails are and fingernails yeah. are to a human. So, so I mean, uh, if you grow, if a human could grow both of them long enough, they could be claws. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, silicon dog boots. What Lisa brought in, they're green. They have bunnies on them. They're I don't ugly. They're, they're, they're ugly not well. pretty. Don't give a shit though, because am I a dog? No. Do I have a dog? No. Um, I have a dog, and I don't think my dog would. I mean, he's any, not with me. He lives with my parents, but any, and I then don't fi- think... My dog and, might like them. Yeah, and then know. finally, at the 27-minute mark, uh, Russell to Howard... To be fair, though, we did briefly discuss Yes, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Russell Howard brought in a soccer shoe from that he won at an auction, or like a charity auction. Also, Tim Vine belong- thinks that the C word is crikey, although I can't remember exactly how we got there. Nope, I don't either. Uh, well, I think it was like there was something about because Tim doesn't swear in his comedy and he hasn't no, properly yeah, okay. sworn on the show. So uh, I think something happened that led to Tim saying, "What about everyone here stays clean?" But I swear constantly. And Greg like, oh, about, "Oh, yeah. we'd love to hear you drop a c word." And then Tim goes, "Here, crikey!" <laughs> yes, 
But um, anyways, Russell brought in the I'll, soccer. I'll send you some links. For oh, the, 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 the C word was um, because I think it was the name of the Liverpool guy. The, oh, the, the shoe. The shoe is a Nike soccer shoe, Nike soccer boot that um, belonged to Felipe Coutinho, who was at the time. That makes a good segue, though. Liverpool's soccer team. Um, also, great joke from Tim. It doesn't look like he came from Liverpool. It looks like he came from authenticity. 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 Authenticity, because the there's a certificate mm. of authenticity yeah. on the. That is that is that was a good one from Tim. I was going to say I will I should send you some of Tim Vine's comedy because it's it's very easy to digest and yeah he's yeah very, he's a one line visual comic yeah which is very good and then um uh, onwards to the scores so Greg gives uh, Alice last place because he doesn't like the Veruca socks surprise uh, Russell gets fourth place because Greg didn't give a shit about the soccer. Uh, Lisa gets third. Tim, and then it came up to Tim and Asim. We're both in the running for first, and Asim said, "Give it to Tim because because his is better." And uh, Tim and Greg said, "Ah, a weaker man might be influenced into giving you the point instead of Tim." And I am a weaker man, so so Asim gets fifth. And I, I would never thought points. Greg say he was a weaker man. I it's whatever goes for the joke. Sometimes you just got to commit to the bit. But Asim gets watching- first place. And Tim gets second place. I was just going to say, in response to Greg's weaker man thing, uh, I'm current. I'm I'm currently watching series fourteen, and Greg has said at numerous points uh, that he no longer gives out bonus points, and he's also being much more strict with the scoring. I think I think that was from at least series ten. He started with hmm. that, or series something like that. Um, the the COVID era of Taskmaster is really weird. Um, That'll be very. Very interesting when we get up to it. Also, it'll be very difficult to talk about the prize toss because there's no in-house audience to entertain. They can do more static ones. Yeah. But uh, um, my turn have, to talk about the well, next we, one. Taskmaster Joe. Oh, of course. Drop the jingle. It's the Taskmaster and his name is Joe and he's gonna tell us what we should know. It's Taskmaster Joe. <gasps> Uh, so I'm giving Tim first place because I like the uh, I like the 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 hat on your toe. Uh, then I'm giving Asim and Russell joint second because both of these are shoes with provenance. They both look really neat. There's no differentiation really between them that I felt there should be. So they get joint second. Um, in the heat of the moment, I just sort of put Alice in third. Because I think I just sort of assumed that they were some kind of like designer sock that were viewed as ugly, and I I will stand by that because I don't give a shit, and uh, that that puts Lisa in fourth place. Lisa, my pizza. Lisa in fourth place because I don't care. It's just dog shit. A dog. Well, no, not it's not. It's dog. It's shit for dogs. They're the shit. It's it's stuff that dogs have. Yeah. I don't care. That's it's, to prevent you from. That's a stop dog shit. Well, to stop you stepping in it. That's a lot of stopping and stepping and stuff. Well, dogs are wearing them. It doesn't matter. Anyways, let's move on to the to the next one. I shall take this one. <clears throat> VT task one is put something genuinely surprising in this chocolate egg. You have 
one hour, which I think is a very long time, after which Alex will open your chocolate egg. Um, I mean, I say, I say one hour is quite long, but considering what some people do, it's kind of... Can I, un- can I just mention something? As we actually... As we get into the um, the uh, the intro for this task, we get another one of those really weird, like unexplained sort of like intro shots where it's looking through like all the different like trees and bushes towards the house while heavy breathing plays over the uh, the the thing over the over the music, which I think is supposed to be that like someone is like trying to hide from the inside from from view of the house, which. I, I, is that related to the surprise, or do they just have a bank of these stored up? I, but, uh, I, th- I think they just pre pre. They they must. I just think it's really. They funny film. Day. They film a lot of. I think that before or after the they film the main tasks, they go to the Taskmaster house, film a yeah. lot of the B roll footage, and like just, Alex's transitional shots, you could probably film. Yeah, I just thought it was very uh, interesting. Two or three of them, and maybe one day. You could film a lot more than that. Well, I mean, what, you, you, it, it takes very long time to like set things up. Uh, yeah, for uh, and also uh, with some of the after effects, like in this episode, Alex spins around on the sundial. I think filming that, that might not have taken very long, but editing it might have taken longer. I think with the uh, with you know, it was a very basic spin effect. I think that would have taken longer to render. Maybe Alex just stood it on a. Maybe Alex just stood behind a green screen and they super. They did. It. They did superimpose him on a green screen. It was very obvious. Yeah. That was for the commercial break. Is Alex spins around and it's very obviously him on a green screen. Well, I mean, I was still right. Anyway, yeah. um, Lisa's uh, for the beans because she's just at a coffee. Uh, I wrote, Asim says generally instead of generally. I think I meant to, one of those general Lisa's meant to be genuinely. Like, yeah. Gen- oh, and, and the t- and also Tim can't find the task. Yeah, Tim can't find the test. It's a tiny little envelope inside the chocolate egg. It's great. I mean, if you'd need a microscope to read that. Yeah, it's in a tiny little envelope inside a chocolate egg about the size of your average egg. A chocolate egg the size of an egg. (laughs) Yeah. I think we found... I mean, your your average chicken egg. Yes, and... uh, Maybe a little bit bigger, actually. And It's a chocolate Easter egg. And I do want to say we we get a montage of the characters of the character the people trying to look for uh look for stuff for the egg to put in it, and I was just thinking, while before anything else, that the that something would really surprise Alex is if you went to his house and got something like related to him, like like his children. No, actually, I was thinking like his blood, or like a family member's blood. Oh god! If you if you, that that's quite scary, actually. Like like because what else is surprising, but also small enough to fit in the egg? Well, uh, as as we, but I'm really just I'm mentioning this now because I want to just sort of state it that it's like I thought of this, and then we see Alice immediately in in that same headspace. Yeah. Speaking of Alice, uh. She has put uh, a little piece of paper back inside the chocolate egg, which is Alex's pin number on it, and Alex says it aloud as well. Obviously, it's bleeped out. But... And then Greg says it aloud in the uh, and that it is three zero four seven, which is also his. It's home not. Se- I don't. If if that was his home security number or pin or whatever, he that would have been bleeped out too. And his cell phone pass. They could have changed it. He could have changed Probably. it. 
Alex could have changed it in between the task and yeah, which I think he probably did. Um, but yeah, that was quite surprising, and Alex was surprised that he read it out. Um, Asim has put a Asim and Alex got and Alex got the number from Alex's, Alex's wife, wife Rachel. Yeah, who we've established makes appearances in voice only and stunt double form in yes. the, the in the horn section TV show. Uh, Asim and Tim went down similar roads. They both wanted to find uh, garden. You can't call a worm an in, garden, garden mini insects. Garden variety mini beasts. Insects. Insects of legs. Bugs. Bugs. Better. Yeah, that's better. Garden bugs. Uh, Asim a worm. Tim a common fly. Tim uh, wanted to a... find a bee, but he could not. <laughs> he tried to climb a tree to find a bee. But could not, but could not, uh, but could not, in fact, capture See. one. I thought you were trying to make it a rhyme. No, no, that I was. He not, climbed the tree to find a bee, but could not see. And all good rhymes they come in three. Yes. Um. Oh, sorry, I bumped my microphone. Um. <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. Uh. I was I I don't have anything for Asim because uh, I go off Taskmaster.info. I, I will say that Asim was really funny because they showed him like digging in the dirt trying to find a worm. Uh, note like just general notes on this. Asim's egg is like very neatly sealed together, and there's just a little bit of dirt with the worm in it. And then Tim's looks like it's been clutched together out of like grass and like melted chocolate to try and seal oh. it together. It's like, I'm, I'm sure there's some kid's TV show or something, but like the kid breaks like a valuable uh, China teapot or teacup or something. Yeah. And they put it back together with glue and stuff, and it looks yeah. awful. That's what it looks like. Uh, I did, I wrote for Tim uh, Yuck because I, I have a strong hatred of flies. Yeah. Not, but not, not um, like common. Blue bottles and fruit flies. Butterflies are, are all right. I think it's more interesting that uh, that the fly left the egg, landed on the egg, looked at Alice and Alex, and then Alex. flew away. Uh, also, Tim's giggly little girl, where he goes like, <laughs> because he he did not expect the fly to do that. He named the fly Philip. <laughs> I was thinking, have you seen the? God, there's so many SpongeBob memes, but I there's one I can't remember what the context is. But Patrick, uh, he turns around and he's got tiny eyes and he's waving his hands and he goes like, Wee! "I don't remember that one at all." God, if you find like there's like a ten hour version on YouTube or something, there's ten hour versions of every SpongeBob. Need thing. to find SpongeBob memes on YouTube. <laughs> I have uh, other. Russell, um, I wrote in my notes. I wrote pro Nazis. Yes, so um, Russell Russell wrote a tiny note and sealed it inside the egg and basically uh, promised, promised Alex things. Uh, the note includes a trip to two to see Liverpool. The, uh, the, the football team. Yeah, football team. I, I assume that's a team that uh, Alex Alex supports or Liverpool. Or soccer team. But yet, uh, and, he, and he took Russell and Alex's son. Yeah, so actually it was a trip for three. Yeah. But I think I think the the fact that Alex didn't have to worry about as much he was quite relieved at a week's holiday in a Spanish villa, which somehow is tied to Russell. 
Russell's parents have what I assume is a timeshare because okay. he can only go in July. Oh, okay. I get it. And uh, the book How Green Were the Nazis and a Single Grain of Rice signed by... Shit, I don't know who it was signed it's by. It's not in the info. No, um, I, that's why I write stuff down. Like, I continue to write stuff down. Hold on, I gotta open up a safe... Uh, oh, do you remember the task where they had to get um, uh, someone's signature on a famous vegetable? Yes. Imagine yes. getting Tim Rice's signature on a grain of rice. Oh my god. Tim oh. Rice uh, so, has worked with Andrew Lloyd Webber on a lot of musicals. Yeah. That that is so, how you're probably hold on. So I am looking this up. The book is How Green Were the Nazis? Nature, Environment, and Nation in the Third Reich. Na- written by a man. Okay, so we've got who who actually wrote this? Oh, Oh, okay. So we're just going to get off topic here. I am in private browsing right now because I don't want this to be like in my search history. Uh, there's no author listed on Amazon. It is it is edited by three people, one of whom, one, two of whom have normal names and one of whose first name is Franz Josef. So I'm like, automatically, this Well, you say they've got normal names. Then those names are more than likely not English. Thomas and Mark. Yeah, but you can... Th- Thomas can be like Toma. No, T-H-O-M-A-S. Thomas pro- Zeller. It can be pronounced that way. Mark Siak. And then Franz Josef Brugenmeier. And that, it's... That, that will probably... They're all that, probably Germans. They all probably have questionable political beliefs. And I say that because they're because the cover of this book is something the Nazis clearly did in the 40s. And it's now being a thing, which is that there's a bunch of there's a forest of pine trees. And in the middle of it, there's a bunch of deciduous trees that are like turning yellow as oh the God. leaves change. And, and it's in the, in the shape, shape of, of a, swast- of a swastika. Sh- and I'm like. You you're not putting your name next to this unless you. I'm not. I've clicked on it. Uh, we're showing an example of the hardcore edition because a sample of the paperback edition from Ohio University Press that you selected is not available. What do you mean Ohio University Press? No, no why would? It, oh my God! I have to be in the of middle. all the of all the things to get hung up on. Ohio University. They're in the middle of God. What what the fuck? Athens County, Ohio. Why are they publishing this? Listen, do you know what they do at Ohio University? What like the major, the, the number one major in Ohio? Do our three editors? The number one major at Ohio did University. Did they work at um, Ohio University? There the is time? absolutely no reason anyone should be writing how green were the Nazis there. Don't buy this book. Certainly don't buy the hardback cover, which is seventy-two Eight, pounds. Eighty dollars. And new, also, Amazon is recommending me that I buy them together with The Green and the Brown, A History of Conservation in Nazi Germany, and Nazi Ecology, The Oak Sacrifice of the Judeo-Christian Worldview in the Holocaust. What, what is this? Who reads these? <laughs> More importantly, why are we looking at it? Because no, I no, wanted... No, why are we still looking at it? 
I because it's like watching a train wreck. You can't look away. Oh my god! Other viewed items include ecofascism revisited, lessons from the German experience. People are just allowed to write things. If this wasn't such a controversial topic, it could be the title of this episode. Oh yeah, no, we're not. Green tyranny exposing the totalitarian roots of the climate industrial complex. I'm not. I'm not saying at all we should Who name our episode this. People? But this type of conversation we're having is the sort of highlight of the episode. And that it is. So Products we... related to this item. Okay, Lisa. So... Lisa has put a recording in the, the chocolate dandelion egg thing. dandelion insurrection, love and revolution. <laughs> the dandelion insurrection sound. That sounds. Is that a? Is that a? A novel? violent uprising against an authority or government. Is that a? Is that a novel? This is a novel. Why is this being? I don't want to know why this is being recommended to me from the dandelion insurrection is the sort of thing we would title an episode. But yes, I think considering the context in which we found it, we can't. No, we can't. No. Okay. Um, anyway, Lisa has put a recording. <laughs> I, I need to delete that from. I didn't open up an incognito. Oh my god! To, I need. I'll, I'll delete it from my history. Um... Private browsing, major concern. Anyways, detective uh, private did... browsing. What did, uh, what did Lisa, uh, Lisa put in a recording in the chocolate egg saying Jeremy Irons? Oh, hold on, garage. we forgot. Alex did go. Alex did go to the game with Russell, and at the time they made plans to go to Spain. But that not, onwards to Lisa. Uh, this is probably the third time in a minute I've said this, but Lisa put a recording in the chocolate egg saying Jeremy Irons lives in your garage. Can we put that in as a soundbite in the episode? In, in Fuck here? it. I mean, sure. Why the hell not? What, so, what even is this podcast anymore? Um, sir, a book, a re- book review of questionable topics. Huh. What What are you saying there? Uh, we review questionable books written published by Ohio University Press. If If it meant if I could steal that book, I'd review it. I'm not paying for it. Maybe it's in the li- a library somewhere. I don't want that associated with my name. I'm sure that puts you on a list. Schindler's list. No, no. Don't you bring that into here. That guy was a good guy. No, there's a much worse list to be on. But, uh... No, I was tying it back. So I, I know, I... I, 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 I know. can't believe that I've made it. Am I getting cancelled? No. Uh, I... I will say it's really funny because I, I said it in case you didn't Shall we talk it, about the school? Ohio University is the kind of place where you go to major in drinking. So it's not like it's not like they're known as an educational powerhouse. Okay? At least in state. I don't know if maybe they have a different reputation. Can we please do the scores? Yes. Yeah, I don't fucking know what the scores are. We're nearly 50 minutes. This is classic Emerson and Joe. We take too long. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Alice got. Alice. Alice. Alice got five. Alex was the one who judged these. So there's no Taskmaster Joe. Alice got five. Tim, four. Assemblies and Russell all got three. And then. Quickly before we go on, there is two adapted versions of this task. They did it in Stormester Season 2, Episode 2, and then Sermistari Season 3, Episode 8, which aired this year in back in June, which involved doing it inside of a lemon, 
a plastic lemon inside of a chocolate egg. Hmm. That's and that's that's it. We're continuing. Onwards and upwards, I think. O- onwards and to the left, and we're going to meet actually no onwards and to the far right. Anyways, hi, oh. let's meet let's meet this woman named Carol. So we're inside the same pub we were in a couple of episodes ago. Um, we're going to meet a very nice... I wouldn't be surprised if these two tasks were filmed on the same day. Oh, they filmed a bunch of these on the same day here. But uh, this the task brief is, find out what you have in common with this person. You must look the person in the eye throughout the task. You must shake hands every time you discover something in common. Most remarkable things in common wins. You have a maximum of 10 minutes. Your time starts now. Can and I ask a very there... quick question? Yes. Which is more plausible? Do you think they film... Uh, they set up for one task and then all the contestants come in at allocated slots, or they film a bunch of tasks for individual contestants. I think then it they depends record. on the task. I think that like sometimes they film a bunch in one day, and sometimes they might film a bunch with one person and reset it. I think like, I think a task, for example, a task like the how long is a piece of string task, that was probably all shot on the same day with everyone at different times. Yeah, or like to, this, so one they didn't with, to... uh, this one with this one because yeah. it's like in an outside location. They might have just shot it all in one day and had people come in differently. Yeah. Anyway, talk about this task, Joe. Uh, yes. Uh, most remarkable thing in common is you have maximum 10 minutes. Your time starts now. It's a very nice old woman named Carol. She has like a dyed purple streak in her hair. She's great. She's fun. Uh, she's sort of like the cool, uh, old, cool, like older librarian at your school, sort of thing. Yes. Uh, she reminds me a bit of um, Miriam. She gives me Miriam Margoyle vibes. Well, she, played... she and it's funny you should mention that she was a primary school teacher before she retired. So that's what she was. But uh, but um, we start off with uh, Tim and Lisa, who are the oldest, which is why they went first. Uh, Tim, a lot of really mundane questions about like Tim and Lisa both born in the sixties. The other three born in the eighties. Yes, uh, Tim. Tim like uh, asked a bunch of mundane questions. They got into like board games and alcohol, which uh, Le- board games and alcohol. Uh, Lisa asked more about the alcohol. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Tim eventually started got into a groove when he started talking about kitchen stuff. And then they both found out that they were bad at tennis in the same way. Uh, they both ended up doing both serves into the net. And so they got on great. Uh, Lisa had more. Lisa found, uh, to quote Taskmaster.info, Lisa found out she had quite a lot in common with Carol, mainly by agreeing with all of Carol's answers, including her favorite color. This actually is where we get the uh, the, the name of the episode from. Because Carol says that her favorite color is purple. Lisa says her favorite color is purple. Alex calls her out on this and says, "If would I be able to find any pictures of you wearing purple? And Lisa goes, what kind of pictures? And, and like, like what a real, old question. Really quickly. So um, I'm... I I don't know where that where that one's going from. Maybe Lisa thinks that maybe Lisa owns a bunch of purple underwear. Or well, maybe if she's asking what kind of pictures, uh, she can find every purple clothing item of clothing she can, and then send them all to Alex in yeah. that style of photo. Um, uh, then we go on to. There's uh, not. It's a weird. This is a weird task to talk about. Well, I I have I've got a lot. Uh, Russell and Alice are up next. Uh, Russell. 
Russell was like, uh, <laughs> Russell played the game right. And he was like, you know, do you have, are, are you a human? And like other stuff like that, like, like things that are obviously they have in common. Yeah, but it's most that. interesting thing. I'd imagine if she said no, that would be interesting. But uh, anyways. Uh, no, I'm an alien from another planet and I'm here to steal your DNA and your identity. Yes. Uh, wow, so am I. Isn't it great that us lizard people get to meet up? Something like that. But uh, Well, any, I didn't know you were Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> any, no, Mark Zuckerberg is a robot. Yeah, very different. But um, anyways, uh, they actually do finally oh, he was, get on. He was a lizard. Um, they, they finally do get on better together um, when Russell decides, asks her if she likes earwax removal videos. And she says, no idea what that is. But he shows her some and she likes it. So that's that's very fun. Uh, I, I just just to mention, I don't like any of those, you know, removal popping videos because they're a little because nobody ever just does it minorly. Like, I don't know if you watch any of these Emerson. I hate those fucking things because well, um, ear, like serious. earwax removal or pimple popping videos. All of those are really. Oh, cool. no, I like to watch um, videos of things getting shredded or cross. Yes. Well, crash. no, no. The, the problem with those pimple popper and the earwax removal videos is that nobody ever like likes nobody ever wants to watch the ones of like a normal person's ones. It's always like this horrible, deformed, you know, person who's had like this illness for 19 million years you know, getting it dealt with. And it's like, ah, it makes you, it makes me want to like retract my limbs inside my body. I mean, I, I did, I went through a small phase of watching. Um, I don't even know if I want to say, cause it, you might find it quite disgusting. I, I don't, we're just going to keep on going. Trust me. It's much more sad. I won't say it just cause I don't want that information it, about it, me on the internet. It's much I'll more probably sad. Tell you, I'll tell you off, off, off recording. It's much more satisfying to have your earwax removed than to watch it on a video. I'll, I'm going to go with that. But um, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, but, uh, I was just saying, in terms of things I would watch. But um, and uh, Asin, uh, not As, Alice. Alice, meanwhile, um, Alice actually misunderstood the prompt and assumed that there was a single correct answer, like, like you know, this person share like is has like a close relation to her. But uh, they actually ended up discovering that by accident that they were both cancers and born uh, the astrological sign cancer within a few days of each other in the same week in July. Alice was the eighth, and Carol was the twelfth, or it was the other way around. I think it was someone was born on the eleventh. I think, but eleventh something. That's like neither that. here nor there. Yes, and then well, I can just Google Alice Levine. Why am I doing this? Alice Levine birthday the eighth. So Carol was the eleventh. Uh, okay. What's next? And then onwards from there, we get um, we get Asim, who again goes the Russell Howard approach of quantity over quality. Like asks if she has all the same body parts as he does, and you know, like, do you have hands, arms, hair? Lit, I mean, they limbs? they both have genitals, but they both the have same. genitals, although not the same kind. Although and to then, be fair, that can't be. You can't assume that until you've seen it. Yeah. Well. Un, you can always ask I, if they say they don't. I'm going to take them on their words for it, and then uh, fair enough. And then um, eventually they find out that they both taught in a school, and then more to the point, Carol has 
some wonderful, wonderful, funky sneakers on, and Aston likes sneakers too. I as like sneakers seen. as well. It's great. Um, so that is where both of those got both of them are, and this and also uh, Aston says Nike wrong again. Uh, he pronounces it Nike. And then anyways, um, he also manages to not so subtly flex that he has BAFTA. And so we get into the scoring round. Uh, nobody gets one point. Uh, Tim and Al, because Greg thought they all did very well. Uh, Tim and Alice get two points each. Lisa gets three. Russell, four. Gre- and asks him five points. And then uh, drop the Taskmaster Joe theme right here. It's the Taskmaster, and his name is Joe, and he's gonna tell us what we should know. It's Taskmaster Joe. <gasps> Go for it. Uh, I give... I Actually, I liked all of these. Uh, Alice and Asim get first place, because I thought they both had uh, really neat similarities. Alice, far and away the best, but I, I like sneakers, so I have to give Asim uh, first place as well. Tim and Russell get second because they uh they manage to get a bunch of interesting stuff and then Lisa goes uh third because you know she just sort of did agree with everything and then uh right before we move on uh there there are adapted versions of this task and this is very interesting uh because I'm not sure which okay so the first aired version of this task is not Taskmaster UK. Really? No, it is it is season one, episode four of Dicho y Hecho, the short-lived Spanish version of Taskmaster, which aired on the on the sixth of April 2018. Taskmaster UK season six episode eight came out on the the 20th of June. So two months ahead of time, but I'm almost willing to guarantee you that this one, that the Taskmaster UK one was filmed or conceived of first. So I'm not entirely sure whether or not this is like one of the only ones to be brought over from Spain or if Alex just happened to give out that idea to, uh, to uh, the Spanish crew ahead of time and then also used it in season six. But anyways, uh, there's also a season two, episode five of Stormmester and then a strange and then a, a slightly altered version, season two, episode 10 of Stormistari in 2021, which was um, the stranger is hidden out of sight in the adjoining room as it is someone whom the contestants might recognize. So I'm assuming it's like a friend or family member, and they sort of have to figure that out. But uh, that's very interesting. I didn't really know that until I clicked on this. So, so uh, yeah. You learn something new every day. You learn something new every second of every day. But uh, we are then that's going not, Well, that's to... not probably entirely true, but oh well. Yes, and then we are going to uh, go on to the next task, which is you. It is me, indeed. So, um, VT Task 3. Wearing these high heels create the best dot-to-dot picture on this canvas. So they've got like a... 
It's like a big styrofoam red thing. Yeah, it's like a foam. It's a sheet of foam. <laughs> also, they very generously gave them quite low, but still pointy heels, so they're relatively easy to walk in. At least for the blokes who don't wear, shouldn't don't wouldn't usually wear them as much. I think someone actually just put it in their hand at one point. I think that might. Oh yeah, that was Alice. Which yeah. I I was going to say was a smart tactic, but when we actually see um, Alice's in a second, we'll talk about. I that. feel like I if I were doing this, I would have had to put it in my hands because uh, I I guarantee you that they don't make size fourteen heels like that um i think we could probably find you something okay they shouldn't make size 14 heels why like, not because i i guarantee you that nobody whose feet are that big are gonna like wearing them i'm almost certain i would make those heels collapse i am enormous well i'm i'm quite i was gonna say i'm quite light but i'm I'm currently at 90 kg, but I don't know if that's in muscle or fat because I've been working out a lot lately. Okay, Emers, I'm probably 24 stone if we're talking about like UK specific weight. I don't think they. I'm I'm 14. I'm the same weight as Alex Horn. At least that time he asked he he said his weight in the show. I'm I'm 14 stone. So I'm like. 340 pounds. I don't think they make heels for people like me. I can't even wear Nike Air Max mm. shoes because the, the air bladders deflate prematurely. Mm. I was quite worried that my BMI was... Because uh, I've, got, I've got... My BMI is normal for someone my age, but the thing said it was quite high. My but... BMI is holy shit, go to the gym. <laughs> Although I was looking at sometimes the, the BMI... Um, calculator is not always accurate hmm. because like people um, as someone who's quite tall uh, yeah that I think a source said that if your waist length if the if your waist circumference is less than 40 for a man then your BMI is healthy regardless of how all right, it's not. Mine's not. Let's just leave it at that. But I also so, don't... I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to... I also don't think that I would... I would... It would you, let's just keep going. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Joe. Yes. Are you saying yes, you accept my apology, or...? I, I, you didn't need to apologize. Let's just keep on going. We're sorry. At, uh, we're at the hour when... and two minutes, Mark. <laughs> We've gone on longer. Asim, I think, went first. Either way, Asim uh, made a picture of the emoji of a man sticking his tongue out. And winking. And yeah, winking. Which That's is... very important because they show the wrong one. And Asim <laughs> yells at them about it. Very, yeah. But more importantly, when you, you're supposed to join them up together, and obviously when you do that, it looks very... Well, well Asim it... hadn't numbered it. They were provided oh, yeah. with stickers for the num to number the holes and ask. That's true, but even to be fair though, even if he, it was numbered correctly, there's just going to be like all these lines between the people's faces. Uh, they actually no. When they did Tim's, they did specifically show that some of them were not. Uh, that some of them were not connected. I so think maybe the best way to do that would be have different. Uh, like you have one sequence of one to whatever, 
And then in a different part of the image, you have one starting again for a different object. Yeah. Okay, so um, em Emojipedia says that this emoji is called winking face with tongue. Uh, is it? Is it actually winking with... I mean, it's called winking face with tongue. Yes, one eye is open, the other is closed, and the tongue is sticking out. Yeah, but even then, he's, did, was the mouth open, or was it just like the smile with the mm, sticking out? It, the mouth is open. Is it, this the emoji? Are you talking about the actual emoji or the actual drawing? The actual emoji is called because asims seem to be a combination of the two. Asims is being done in a medium in which detail cannot be ex exceptionally gained. Fair I'm going to give him a pass. Alice made a picture of the letter of the TM letters, and it was it was so it, bad. It did not require much effort to figure it out. Although I don't. You know, Greg thinks that this is an exceptionally boring one. I honestly am not entirely opposed to it because unlike literally everyone else, it's apparent what it's supposed to be. You know, Asim's was Asim's looked like a dolly portrait. Russell's was terrible. Lisa's was obscene and Tim Okay, I'm gonna. We're gonna. You're gonna have to let me talk about Tim's when we get to it. Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yeah, we just did Alice. Yeah, uh, Lisa's. Well, no, not Lisa's. Russell. Not nice. Russell's nice. Russell's done a picture of Alex, but he also didn't number the dots. So, uh, Alex had his two of his kids, his six-year-old and his nine-year-old, at the time of filming. Uh, draw it. Uh, he went with the better, I say better, his nine-year-old's drawing because it looked more accurate, aside from the fact that it looked like he'd been severed nearly in half. At the waist, yes. Yeah. And then on to Tim's. Uh, Tim uh, has made a picture of the bow of the Titanic on the bottom of the ocean bed as viewed from above with debris around it. Which, this is not an accurate drawing. This is not an accurate depiction in any way, shape, or form. I just want that to to be out there. Because Could even just say if he had just said like it's a sunken ship, would it yeah, have been much better? It doesn't matter because he said the Titanic, and I just want to point this out to that. Could, but could this be like a duck in a golf bag kind of thing? I don't remember. Maybe, but the Titanic's when it sank. The bow section extended all the way to between the third and fourth funnels. So that's not really the bow section as the, the forward three quarters of the ship. It's not he and he's clearly drawn it as like the bow itself just sort of like fell off, which is not not correct. There's also debris around the front of the ship, which didn't really happen. Like like this is specifically something that triggers Joe. This has nothing else to do with anybody else. Well, very obviously. <laughs> this is this is. I, I, no, I have no strong emotions. I have no strong emotions about this at all. Also, um, what the fuck was going on in Tim's head that this is what he made? And also, what does your mind have to? I mean, you have to create a good drawing, yeah. So it's good to think a little bit outside the box. But who goes here? I right. Like 
who what like, what was he drawing? Because he clearly did not start with this in mind. If I wanted what, to do a drawing, he, what, I would pro What did he fuck up that he was like, oh shit, this kind of looks like the wreck of the Titanic? Oh like what was he drawing? I mean, the little bit of the front of the ship looks like a cracked egg. So I was thinking something. almost like it looks like an umbrella. Like he fucked up drawing an umbrella and was like, I could make this something else. That's fair. Um, scores. Tim uh, gets No, five. we haven't done Lisa yet. We haven't done oh, Lisa. Oh, you're right. We've not done Lisa. Lisa's not a cock and ball. Yep. Scores? That, that one Alex didn't. Alex's kids did not fill out. Scores? But, yes. Tim gets five, Lisa four, Russell three, Alice two, Asim one. I think and, we have some oppositions and, from our Taskmaster, Joe. Yes, and also I want to point out that Greg gave Tim the win out of respect for the dead families of the Titanic. But, <laughs> Which, at point of order, I think, at this point, when they filmed this, if not everyone who had ever been on been on the ship was dead, or like two people were left. There, there, was, one, there was this one woman who went on like one, two ships that sunk one of which was the titanic that was violet jessup she was a she was a cabin maid for the uh she was a cabin maid for the white star line and she was on both the titanic and the britannic when they sank and yes joe does know a lot about the titanic whatever gave you that in that thought but someone watched a lot of the Leonardo DiCaprio. Titanic no, movie. I actually didn't see that movie till it got re-released in like 2015. If you think that I didn't watch all of the National Geographic documentaries on VHS tapes when I was that when I was a kid, you're wrong. I did. I didn't Highest watch grossing movie of all time until Avatar came out. I know, but and then Avengers know, Endgame. Do you came know out. what happened? My parents saw Titanic when it came out, and do you know what they did? They fucking hated it. They walked out before before the end, and a and some guy actually asked them, "Don't you want to see how it ends?" So they they did not watch that ever. If, if you if you ask it. if you ask the question, "Don't you want to see how it ends?" specifically about a biopic. I mean, it's not really a biopic. Of historical it's a historical movie. event, historical movie, which you people for nearly a hundred years know what happens. Well, anyway, um, I've not seen the movie because, like, it was infamously one of those films that had two uh, VHS tapes. Yes, um, I, I have one somewhere. What? I've, I, I'm saying this because I've not seen the film. Why on earth is it so long? This uh, isn't because James Cameron wanted to make it that long. Because it's a it's two and a half hour movie, or like almost three hours, and VHS technology meant that unless you no, I'm it, I, I, I'm not complaining about the. I think about movies, and some movies I think, why are they so long? Do you want to know which movie was? Re there were some movies that are. Really I mean, I've complained about the Mozart biopic being I'm too long. I'll tell you what's really too long was what? fucking. You might. This is a weird one to be hung up about. I remember that. You ever see Julie and Julia? The really, the film about the woman who wanted to make every single recipe in Julia Child's cookbook in a year, and no, 
No, it's probably not. It was a Meryl Streep movie. It was probably some kind of Oscar bait film. I only know who Julia Child is because of the ERB battle. Epic ERB battles with Gordon, history. Yep. With Gordon but Ramsay. no, okay. Uh, doesn't Julia Child was a famous TV chef in America, like the first one. Anyways, uh, yeah. someone made a movie about about a book that some okay. There was a book about a blog about a woman who made every single recipe in her cookbook in a year. Because there's like 400 recipes, and the, the that movie was like two hours and 59 minutes long, or something like that. I came. It out says of, here it's only just over two hours. I don't know how long it was. It felt. It says like, it's 123 minutes, which is it just felt over two like hours. it took nine years. It, I came out of that movie, and it was like the middle of the night, like like that movie took so much longer than it needed to to get through its story beats. And I saw this when I was like 15. It was so stupid. And I wanted to see it. I It should never have been that long. But anyways, we're getting off track. Where the fuck are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Did, uh, Taskmaster Joe theme. Jesus Christ. Talk about things going on for longer than you need to. I think once I've, once I've done that earlier soundbite in the editing booth, I'm just going to complete the thing and just send it to you. Without listening to the whole thing. Anyway, what are the scores? I've put the jo- the jingle in. No, so jingle I didn't think that anybody deserved first place. Nobody deserved first place because these all fucking sucked. That being said, Alice, Lisa, and Tim made things that are capable of being identified once you have given the description. So they get joint second place. Russell Howard gets third because it could conceivably be a picture of Alex Horn. Asim gets fourth because it looks like a surrealist art painting. Moving on to the live task. Which is you. Which is fucking bandages. Okay, so... Well, it's post-it notes for it. Why why are they called plasters in the United Kingdom? They're, they're They're not plasters. They're bandages. Well, a bandage is what we would call uh, the white thing that you put on, like the traditional hard cast that you put on someone's broken leg. That's a cast. Or broken arm. Well, that's what we call a... Well, the cast would be made from bandages or something. That's gauze. That's what we call... We call gauze I understand bandages. that y'all are wrong. Pla- well, the, co- the proper correct name for it is a sticking plaster. Again incorrect i can google why i don't care why your country is wrong anyways the word plaster oh sorry listen to this the word plaster is of old english origin meaning a bandage spread with a curative substance this comes from the medical latin word emplastrum also meaning plaster or bandage so the words are sort of interchangeable we're going back to the Romans again. Oh my God! Anyways, uh, continuing on this task. Well, is I mean, think about if you think about why. This is me bitching and moaning about a word. This is not actually. I want to know why. I need to just stress. Oh no, I'm talking about. Have you seen those Instagrams? Like the word autumn develops from the Roman words autumnal or something. Uh, yeah, and then it goes and and then it makes fun of like, the Americans by going fall because this means fall. Blah blah blah. That's not actually why. I don't remember why it is fall and not autumn. 
but there's an actual reason why it's Ooh. not just that we're stupid but also anybody who anybody who like makes that joke congratulations we've heard it a thousand million times can we agree that autumn is a fan, a nicer word i'm not saying Aut- it's a better word in autumn this is a fun is a nice word to say i will give benefit of the doubt to both of them because they both work yes um, so it's like the, the whole first floor, ground floor complex. Yes. I, that one works as well. I'm going to just say this. I know that the first floor in England is the ground floor, but no, or like the ground floor in America is it's it's something different. Nobody does that in the states. Like I cannot stress this enough. Nobody does that. Like do it's mean? not even a like consideration. It's like ground floor, second floor. Instead of ground floor, first floor, second floor. So there, there technically is no first floor in the States. Well, no, the ground floor is the first floor. Well, I get that. It's called the first floor because usually it's the first floor you walk in on. And then the second floor would be the second floor that you would usually go to. No, no, no. It's it's the ground floor. No, I'm talking about it from an... I'm describing it from the standpoint of an American. Yeah, no, it would be, it, it would be it's like... Called, from an American perspective, it's called the first floor because it's usually the first floor that you see or come into when you enter the shop, which I, I get. That's a, no, the second floor. Is no, no, no. The... the first floor is called the ground floor. Oh, so like you the, come... the, the term first floor does not exist. Uh, not usually. It's usually like first floor and ground floor are interchangeable. But usually, like, if you get in an elevator, the, the buttons go G, 2, 3, 4. Or it's 1, 2, 3, 4. We don't have a title. Should we call this episode a, uh, a Tricky Tangents? Numerous tangents, maybe. But well, anyway, Tricky Tangents is better because of the alliteration. Once we, have, once we have gotten back from our tangent... A stick of plaster to the correct body parts. Alex will say the names of three body parts. You must stick a plaster to the body part that comes second in the dictionary out of the three body parts. Slowest person to stick a plaster to the correct body part is eliminated. Last player standing wins. So we're going to just need to explain a couple things. By By when they say in the dictionary, they mean alphabetical order. Yeah. And also, when they say this... And they say slowest person. They also do incorrect person. So well, I, I think if if you're slower, but someone did it, but put it faster in the incorrect place, they would go out. I, uh, I'm I'm not sure, but yes. Surely you have to right because you got the body part wrong. So yeah, so that's you. You were wrong in two places rather than the one. incorrectest person goes out. So yeah, because they go out what they are knocked out one at a time. Yes. And so, I, I, you know, I wrote down what everybody actually did, and I, you know, it doesn't really help because I didn't write down what the other words were. So, like, round one, there are four rounds this. Tim is eliminated. He put the bandage on his neck. Instead I don't of re- his nose. Instead of his nose. Okay. Nose was the second word alphabet. Nose was the second. You wrote this down. Good. No, round- I didn't. I, I just remember that. Round two, Asim was eliminated. He put it on his heel. Instead of, do we know? No. No. Okay, good. See, why did I bother to write this down? Uh, Round three, Alice is eliminated because she was the slowest. She did it correctly. 
And then Lisa came second because she Round four, Lisa did it slowest, so Russell won. Which means so, that we have a tiebreaker task. Also, can I just say, coming off into this, uh, Asim was winning. He yes, could have won. and now Asim is losing. Well, he's in joint third place. Yes. But because of how many people score quite highly, it's... Uh, the tiebreak task is uh, quick is receive a text message the quickest. Um, so Your Lisa starts now. Yeah, Lisa spent fifty seven seconds writing a text and received a text back after three minutes and fifty three seconds. Russell, I don't don't I don't think he sent a text to anyone, but he received a text in three no, minutes. No, Russell 15... Russell texted his mother after realizing that he didn't have a lot of friends and his girlfriend is a doctor, and so is not allowed to have her phone at work. Okay. Uh, but he, he got a text back from his mother in 3 minutes 51 and wins the episode. Well I done, could Russell. Have, I could have beaten that. Half the time when I call mom, it's during work. It's when she's at work, so she just sends me... She does the automatic thing. Snap- from, Do you think uh, a Snapchat or an Instagram DM counts as a text? No. Okay. Text message. Okay. Like like through the text messaging application, but no, I have to tell This call. episode's gone on long enough. We've gone on several yes. really weird tangents. Yes, um, but um, Russell wins the episode and then goes up on stage and puts on the big toe sock. On his big toe? On his big toe. The most useless thing ever. If your um, toe is cold, you can wear a yeah. hat on it. You yeah. can put a hat on it. Especially if you have no big toe, it's the most useless thing ever. Then it's a, the second toe. Then it's an egg cozy. Ah, full circle. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, this episode has been a bit longer than our usual new episode length, but we shall see you next time. Yes. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Don't do drugs.